Cancer didn't define me, it redesigned me. This is Denise D. Simone, and you are listening to So Much More Than Cancer, a podcast presented by From Stage 4 to Center Stage. There is no doubt about it. The words, you have cancer, are devastating. I heard these words in 2005 when I was diagnosed with stage 4 throat and neck cancer and was given only three months to live. Well, that was 15 years ago, and I am still here, and I'm better than ever. My guests and I are on a mission to inspire and empower the cancer community. Cancer's a wake-up call. It's a divine invitation to dig deep into your soul. Cancer doesn't have to define you. It can redesign you as well. I want you to know, no matter where you are in your journey, you are so much more than cancer. So let's be brave, let's have some fun, and let's get after it. I'm your host, Denise D. Simone, and you are listening to So Much More Than Cancer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of So Much More Than Cancer. I'm so excited to be with you today. And I have an absolutely fabulous group of women with me. Normally, I have one guest, but today I have three guests. Reason why is because for years I have been a part of a small women's group called the Divinities, and we support one another in many aspects of our lives, mostly a lot of spiritual support for our spiritual growth. We have a lot of laughs, sometimes we have some tears, but mostly we are connected in the hearts where we are supports for one another, no matter what is happening and what is going on. When I was dealing with my cancer diagnosis, these women were very instrumental in being there for me, helping me, supporting me, loving me, doing what they could for me. And I cannot stress enough, and that's the topic of tonight, the importance of community. I have with me my dear friend Shipley, Meg and Stephanie, and I'm going to bring them in now, and we are just going to have a wonderful conversation about the importance of community, what that means, what it was like for them to be caregivers, what's going on in their lives now, how they are touched by cancer, maybe those in their family or their extended family, and just just share from our hearts and be with you and share what might help you depending on where you're at in your journey or maybe you're a caregiver or maybe you're just listening because you like us well welcome ladies welcome 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 hi denise hi ladies hi shepley hi denise hi maggie oh it's so good to be here i'm so excited about this I really am. Someone said, well, you don't have like four people on a podcast. I said, well, you do if you're me. (laughs) And and you have a community like you guys. So yeah, anyway. Well, I want to talk about just what I mentioned, the importance of community and how it's um, not always easy to have a community, find a community. Um, sometimes people don't want to let other people in because they have all kinds of um, shame or reasons they think they did something wrong. So I want to cover all of these topics. And I'd love to know what you guys think about um, the importance of community and you know how strong we are together and how 
much of a support we are to one another. So Stephanie, do you want to start us off with um, your ideas about that? Sure. Um, I've actually been a part of a small women's group since I was in my 20s. They've, I've, this is the third probably women's group I've been a part of. So it's always been um, so important to have a place where I could go and lean. Um, and you were talking about the different reasons why people might not um, reach out. But And I know for me, it was like I never wanted to be a bother. I never wanted to trouble anybody. But mm. the reality is it, it's 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 when I can say, hey, I, I need, I'm in trouble, I need you, or hey, I just need some support that allows other people a space to come in and, and love me. And so mm -hmm. that's yeah. What do you think, Ship? I have a friend that once said to me, if you have three good friends, you don't need a therapist. <laughs> and I always remember that because I think um, having a community, a regular community that really knows you uh, can be the greatest asset of, you know, of your life. Uh, uh, just remembering, I think the divinities have been together for six years. And I can bring anything to them. And I always get feedback and I get honest feedback and I get pushed and I get called on things. It's really, really helpful. Yes. And I think, I think Stephanie noted on it that a lot of times we don't, we're afraid to ask for help because we, we don't want to bother anybody. But people love to be in service. They love to help. It was one of the most heartfelt, beautiful experiences of my life being with you, Denise, during your your time uh, challenge. Um, so I'm so glad we had developed the community before that and that you, we could connect there. Yeah, and it is so important because, you know, when right before I was diagnosed, um, and some of you listening may relate to this, I don't know, but I had been feeling, I remember having a session with uh, Mark, uh, a shamanic session and feeling just sobbing and feeling so unloved and, and, you know, really thinking about, I don't know how much longer I want to hang out on the planet. I had no idea I was sick. I even said to him, I'm so bored. I was just like, how many more times do I have to eat breakfast? And oh my gosh, within a month, I couldn't eat anything. I had a tube in my stomach. <laughs> I'm like, holy moly, you better be careful what you say. And then the flood of love came in and it sometimes hard to manage that kind of love. But for you out there who are, no matter what stage you're at in your journey, people want to be there for you. People want to love on you. People want you um, to surrender in a way that not people think surrender means give up. It means open up. I had to learn to really, oh, I wasn't feeling love because I wasn't letting the love in. And people out there may not be letting that love in and, and let it in. Find your peeps. I don't care. I love that. Maybe there's three people and you don't need a therapist. That's that's perfect. Meg, I want to come to you right now because um, I know you have something going on very personal to you in your life with cancer and someone you adore, love, and, and uh, want to be there for and help. Would you be willing to share that with us? Oh, of course. I, um, I, I've learned in my life, you know, I'm an adult child from a wonderfully dysfunctional family. And uh, 
you know, we didn't talk really honestly about problems when I was growing up at all, ever. And uh, I became, I, I got into uh, a, a, an addiction recovery program at age 27. That was my first healthy, trying to be healthy community. And uh, anyway, the, knowing that community is so important. And I, my dear, my beloved youngest brother, Johnny, who's only 62, um, just got a terminal diagnosis on Friday of um, multiple cancers in his body and uh, just um, a devastating feeling. Um, and uh, my brother, Chet, and I went to visit him and stayed, you know, he's, he, of course, he's in quarantine right now. He's going in for a colon cancer, big surgery tomorrow. And, um, and to see him and to sit and to talk honestly with him, he, it was so good. It was really um, this beautiful, vibrant uh, man who, you know, has been so dedicated to his family and very insular, but he has a big extended family and he doesn't, he didn't have the drinking problems that I did. So he, he's a little, uh, was more, is more able to connect um, with all of us, but he's also very shy and uh, didn't want to Zoom. I had organized a big family Zoom and he said, I can't, I'm too emotional, he said, Maggie. And uh, mm. so just sitting with him one-on-one -on -one and, uh, you know, talking about being, he said, my mortality's flying be before my eyes. And, uh, and so the importance of, you know, this intimacy and how to, come forward and be honestly intimate is what we long for all our lives for every moment of our lives we long for that loving yeah. ability to say i'm hurting but yeah. so many of us would say i'm i'm strong and i'll get through this and uh i was able to be with him at this moment when he's saying you know i'm scared mm -hmm. and uh you know mm -hmm. and i was able to say well You've got angels on both sides, you know, of the of the veil here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But to have this community of women, I just want to get back to that. For me, you know, to be able to pray uh, with people who love you, and yeah. and cross from there's no separation of spirit, right? In my life, in our lives here, we think. Some people think there may be, but I've learned from being, uh, being from finding spirits that just saved me at my crises, that there's no separation ever, right? I mean, it's always right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the most scary moments with people are when spirit is right there healing you, and it's mm -hmm transcending all and it's going out into my whole big family everybody's calling and gosh people we haven't connected with in a long time are coming forward to say how can we help john mm. it's truly amazing and that's such a, a critical point that you bring up because people will come out of the woodwork because inherently we want to love we want to help we want to be there uh, in the time that people need. And sometimes I wonder, you know, why does it take that? 
I, I, I always, you know, I was thinking today how I want to maybe send Christmas cards. And I thought, no, the best thing, the best gift we can give each other, especially at this time in history, is time. So I thought, no, don't send cards. Every, every single person you think of on Christmas, call them up. Whether they're busy or not, let the vibration of our voices, the vibration that you created with your brothers and his family and your brother Johnny today, that in that authentic, emotional um, place, there's nothing, nothing better than that authenticity and to allow yourself to have that raw emotion. Like when you came on the call tonight, you said, I'm raw. And, you know, Raw is looked upon sometimes as weak. I think, you know, that that vulnerability, you know, I remember writing in my book, vulnerability was the only ability that I had. I had nothing but vulnerability. It was the only ability I could absolutely muster. And we 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 have to be willing to feel that and know that and 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 go with it and wherever it leads us. You know, wherever it leads us, it's so important. Yeah. I've, I've thought about that too, Denise, about why it is that we, it seems like at funerals or at tragedies, or like even 9-11, everybody's heart just blew wide open. And what's mm -hmm. the love that's always there? Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, a phrase that comes to my mind is that a broken heart is an open heart. Mm. Um, and to have a place in community or in a small group um, where you can show up with your heart in whatever condition it's in mm -hmm. and seen, be held, be validated. It's something, mm. it's, it's gold. And, and, you know, for people listening, I, I, if this resonates with you, um, it is let yourself have that kind of um, openness. Let yourself feel that kind of love from people who are wanting to help you. You know, if you're newly diagnosed, it's scary. There's no two ways about it. And let the people around you in. Sometimes, I, like I said, people want to stick their head in the sand. And, you know, the best thing someone said to me the day after I found out that I had cancer was you didn't do anything wrong. And that was such a freeing, because I had been up all night thinking about why did I eat so much red licorice and why did I eat so many cannoli and why, you know, it was like, <laughs> and I didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. Nobody has done anyone out there listening right now. You know, you didn't do anything wrong. So don't go try to hide, open up, let people in, let them help. If you don't have a community, go to your local church and find people who love, just love because they love to love. And 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 take the steps necessary um, to to get what you need from your own self and the other people around you. It's really important. And and I love this group. We, you know, we we just so if you're listening, wondering, well, how do we connect? Well, now we Zoom every Wednesday. We've been together for years, every week for two hours at a time. And um, we check in, we pray, we laugh. Like I said, sometimes we cry and. And but we're always there for each other, and um, I certainly appreciated all of you helping me when I was in a a, a compromised situation. Let's put it that way. <laughs> one of the things I want to say is, if you don't have a group, start one. Um, yeah, 
Meg and I were actually part of a women's group that went for 14 years. And it was because one woman said, I wanted group. And she just started calling up people that she wanted in the group and said, hey, I want to do a woman's group. Are you in? We said yes. And that's how it got started. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now, you know, even though it's a tough time, you can't get together. But man, you can, you can, you, you know, when you're Zooming, you're so present to each other because all you have is each other's head in your face. And, and there's no distraction. No, we're not, you know, out in the kitchen making tea and eating peanut butter crackers and all that stuff. We're just on Zoom with each other, right, Shipley? Affirm that what you said about letting the love in is sometimes where am I unmuted? Yeah, sometimes we're embarrassed, as as you said, and you oh, did I do something wrong? Or we don't feel like we're valuable enough. Mm. And, you know, there have been times, even when I've come to the divinities and, and thought, oh, I couldn't tell them that. I couldn't tell them that. I end up telling them because I just start there. And uh, I'm so relieved once I've revealed my deep, dark secrets. You know, we're only as sick as our secrets, they say. And when we reveal our secrets, there can be such a healing. Yeah. So, yeah. Let the love in. Yeah. And you know, when you're dealing with cancer, it's, it's a wake up call. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gentle divine tap to open up, pay attention. It's, you know, cancer is a wake up call, but it's also um, an opportunity to look at the shadow. You know, I had to do a lot of looking at that shadow and, and I knew, you know, healing doesn't mean always mean living. Healing is no guarantee you're going to stay alive. You got to heal so when you pass over and go over, you don't take it all with you and you don't have to come back too soon and keep working through the same, you know, the 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 uh, hamster wheel <laughs> in another lifetime. Anyway. Denise, I just say, because I just recently, like really within the last 48 hours, watched your documentary in two of the places that mm. landed was you you went into this conversation with the cancer. You didn't go to battle with it. You engaged it. Um, and the message you got was that you needed to love yourself more. And you said, I, I thought I was loving myself pretty good. But when I was really honest with myself, I saw that maybe not so much. So there was a that looking deeper in just to your relationship with yourself. And then the piece with your dad was so powerful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would just say... Amen to what you just said about looking behind and looking deeper. Well, thank you for watching the documentary. I appreciate it. Um, From stage four to center stage, for you listening, you can go to my website, So Much More Than Cancer, and there's a link uh, there to be able to, to watch the full film. And I talk about that. Um, forgiveness and one of the episodes is forgiveness is the foundation and all the work I did with my dad and you know it's you got to be honest and I, I think cancer is an invitation to go deeper because it is um, important to not keep putting the you know the cover on the the lid on of the emotions and stuffing them and all of that you got to be honest with yourself and you'll get to a lot of good information. I think anyway, at least that was my practice. And that's what I'm, you know, teaching people, people can go 
to that website so much more than cancer and click on the download opt-in and there's a lot of a lot of pdfs there for wherever you are in your journey and uh, some interviews you can watch of of me sharing with people and uh, just the helpful stuff that's why i started this that's why i'm so excited to have people like you all in my life and you know i think our voices need to get out there and and help each other more than ever well i think um when I think about uh, what I've been through in my life, and um, though I haven't had the experience or the challenge of cancer, I've had many, many, um, you know, uh, what I would consider really transformational times where I just thought I wasn't going to make it. But, mm. you know, that crisis is the midwife of transformation, that wonderful saying. And, uh, you know, I just see that when community gathers around that um, that healing, you know, when you look up into the eyes of people, the beloved around you as people who don't judge you, who mm. want only the best for you. And you can really see that, that um, I'm worthy. Am I really worthy of this love of all these people? Um, you know, that's really what we, when I cried with my brother, you know, he was like, he's the strong man of the family, you know, and it's, he never was sick. And, and here that he's going to have to be vulnerable. And um, although I wish this at all, you know, would it could have should have, and it, maybe it was a few years before, and it's, you know, he could have just had this little bit to take out and but it's the way it happened. As he said, you know, Meg, this is the way it, it fell out. And uh, this this crisis right now for him and my whole family is another opportunity to look at what am I placing my, my emphasis on in my life? Is it work? Is it my distractions? Is it, uh, is, how am I doing in my loving of myself and others just in the raw opportunity to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well said, very well said, thank you. And, and again, you know, I, I encourage people to have the courage to don't wait for something like that. Find a community, you know, um, and if you're dealing with cancer, you know, um, be honest and allow all of it. Don't try to skip any corners. Don't cut the corners. I always say challenges are doorways to transformation and you can't go under it like a little mouse, try to climb over them because there's a wall above there too. You got to go through them. And um, it's a heck of a lot more fun going through this life with you guys in my corner. <laughs> I yeah, to just add, uh, my father had Parkinson's and then he died from cancer. And it was like four years when he had these illnesses that he didn't tell us. Oh. I was so mad at him because basically I believe that prayer changes everything. And we didn't have the opportunity to pray for him for that. So if you have community or even if you don't have community, if you know anybody yeah. who believes in prayer and you get a circle of prayer going, it's very, very powerful. Don't miss that opportunity. Don't be like my father. 
Yeah. Well, and it's powerful no matter what the outcome is. As, as Denise said, that healing isn't always life, you know, but that circle of prayer. Uh, the other thing I want to encourage people to do um, is to, just to ask for what they need. If, you've been, if you have a cancer diagnosis and your friends come around, they sometimes don't even know what to say first or what you want, need to hear. And they, they might want to just be all positive. And, and if you just need to talk about what's going on for you, you can say that. You can say, here's what, exactly what I need. I need you to just listen. And that's, they, that's, like, that's so helpful for the people who love you. Mm, thank you. That, that, that was just perfect. Such good advice. Such good advice. Thank you. Thanks, Stephanie. Well, my beloved divinities, I love you all madly, madly, madly. And I am so appreciative of you in my life. I, I love that we have this time together. Thank you for wanting to be part of the So Much More Than Cancer because I want to talk about So Much More Than Cancer. And I want people to know that have a cancer diagnosis that they are so much more than that diagnosis. Don't let it define you. Let it redesign you. So, ladies, I love you. Thank you so much for being with me. And um, I, I, will, I will look forward to seeing you um, tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is great. Thank love you. you, Denise. Love you, too. Good night. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for being with me. I will be back next week. I hope you will join me. Until then, know you are loved and keep a good thought. Thanks for listening to this episode of So Much More Than Cancer. Please visit www.somuchmorethancancer.com to download your free inspirational and thought-provoking gifts. While there, you can also find more information on Denise and her other offerings. Look for Denise on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you'd like, you can pick up a copy of Denise's book, From Stage 4 to Center Stage, at the Books and Pages tab on her website. Please remember to share, subscribe, and leave a review. Until next time, stay well.